Hello, Stitchers. Welcome to Stitch Please, the official podcast of Black Women's Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. I'm your host, Lisa Woolfork. I'm a fourth-generation sewing enthusiast with more than 20 years of sewing experience. I am looking forward to today's conversation, so sit back, relax, and get ready to get your stitch together. everybody and welcome to the Stitch Please podcast, the official podcast of Black Women Stitch. I am very, very happy to talk today with Ms. Zena Henry, who has who is also known as Z Henry88 on Instagram. Yeah. And Zena came to my attention because she does wonderful makes. I just love seeing the things that she makes. And then she did this walkthrough of a pattern organization system that I had not heard of before. And I am very much into pattern organization and sewing organization in general. So I invited her to come onto the podcast today and to talk with us about her system. So welcome, Zena. Thank you for being here today. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited. So excited, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. This is so awesome. Well, it's, it's going to be awesome for everybody because we are going to learn how to get our stitch together with this pattern organization system. So let's, let's get, before we get into that, tell me about how long you have been sewing and what you're sewing. What do you, how would you describe your sewing background? Oh, wow. Yes. So um, I um, know that you are a 70s baby and as well as I am. And so, yeah, I know. Right. Give it up for the 70s. (laughs) And I started sewing probably around age eight or nine. And my mom sewed. She made all of my clothes or most of my clothes. And so I picked up an interest just from seeing her sew. And I would sew Barbie doll clothes, which I know is how a lot of us got our start was making clothes for our Barbie dolls. Um, and so I would use her scrap material and then she would show me, I never owned a sewing machine. Like I would always use my mom's sewing machine. I just remember that old Kenmore that she had and it had the table that it inserted in and then you pull it out. And, um, I took, I started taking sewing classes or home economics in sixth grade and I sewed, uh, or I took home economics from sixth grade all the way through 12th grade. So I took it every single year. And when I graduated from high school, I don't know what happened. I don't know if I just forgot about sewing. Maybe none of my friends were sewing. So it just wasn't an interest. I went to college. I had a son in 91 and I got married in 96 and I met the wonderful man of my dreams. And I was telling him about sewing and how I used to love it and how I did it and that nobody was sewing anymore. It seemed like it was a lost cause. I couldn't find anybody or a community. And then, um, we bought our first home in 1999 and he designated a room in the home. We had four bedrooms or we have four bedrooms. We're in the same home and we have four bedrooms. And he said, this room right here is going to be your sewing room. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. And I hadn't even thought about sewing. He bought me my first sewing machine and serger. And I'd never heard of a serger before. So wow. this was the, yeah, this is the first time this was a whole new world. And keep in mind, I hadn't sewed anything since I graduated from high school in 1998. And here we are in 1999. And so we, you know, I had he, and he bought me a sewing table from a singer store um, here in Memphis. And the table had, you know, it would, 
house my sewing machine and my serger. Um, and the serger that I had, it was the old white machine and then the old 934, the brothers 934 D, uh, serger, which I've upgraded since then. Um, but the sewing table, my whole room, everything was designated for me. And I made curtains for our house because we had just moved in our house and I made all the curtains in uh, most of the rooms. And then I don't know what happened after that. I stopped sewing again. Uh, probably because I went to school, got a master's in education and EDS in education, uh, started teaching. And of course, you know, life happens after that. When you got a little busy, a little busy, (laughs) went back to school for library certification, life took over again, went back to school again for marriage and counseling certification and master's degree. So I don't know what happened. And then I found a community um, and I think it had been over 20 years. Like I think Instagram was coming out and I don't remember when Instagram first came on the scene, but I think I found out about it maybe in 2014. So it had been a while since I'd made anything. And then the first thing I tried to make was McCall 6988. And that, uh, it, it was wearable, but I never wore it, but, I could see how my skills had kind of degraded from all those years of me not doing it. Hmm. And I was like, wow. Okay. But in the, in the same time I was buying patterns from Hancock, still buying fabric because I had a room now so I could store everything. Yes. Yeah. And so I was still collecting all of these patterns and all of the fabric and all of the notions and everything. And, um, then I, I said, okay, well, there's a community out there, which I had no idea that people were still sewing. So with this community came a newfound love for me to start sewing again. Um, However, I just didn't do it for some reason. It was like hit or miss. And then eventually my son took over half of that room for a recording studio. Um, And then it just kind of fell apart. And then he moved out. And so last summer I got my room back and was, I reorganized everything. But in the process of reorganizing everything, I realized that I had a ton of patterns and a bunch of fabric and I just had no kind of system. I didn't know what patterns I had. And then I realized I had bought patterns that I already had. I, I was buying duplicates because I didn't know what I had. And so when I was reorganizing everything last summer, I was like, I need a pattern organization system. That and, sounds that sounds wonderful. You know what? Because I was looking at some of your photos from your on Instagram, and I see your room is really well organized. I think that you have a lot of great color coordination. I see that you have that. Um, I think it's the IKEA pegboard. Yes, um, where it. you can put up patterns that you might be thinking about or planning out your fall stuff. Um, like all these things, I can tell that you're interested in having an organized space. Let's talk a bit about like how you organize your room overall. Like what some of your goals were, because now since you had taken that hiatus and you've had that long break from sewing, when you jump back in, you're like, okay, I've really got to get this organized. What were some of your plans for the room itself? And then we can talk specifically about the patterns themselves. Okay. Yeah. So um, I don't know if I had a full plan. I think I just knew that the space was mine originally and um, I was sharing like a little corner with him 
with my son. And so when he moved out and when I finally was able to get in and then just get everything out that shouldn't be in there, then I could kind of look back at the space because he had blocked the closet off in the room. So I couldn't even get in the closet. I didn't even know what was in the closet. And my goodness, (laughs) he was, he had taken over the space. And so there was a desk that we had bought uh, like a little, I think we got the desk from Walmart. It was like a little homework station desk. And I knew that I wanted to keep that because I said, this would be a great place to plan, to write out uh, anything that I have going on, to draw, to just think. So I said, okay, I'll put this in the kind of in the corner. It'll be kind of out of my way. And so um, I knew I wanted pegboards because I had seen everybody with a pegboard that sews. And I was like, okay, I got to have a pegboard because I got to have a place for scissors and um, notions and for my ham, which I heard that you have a lot of those. (laughs) I do tend to enjoy a good ham, Zena. I do like a good ham or two or maybe more than two. Who's to say? This is not really my interview. I'm more interested in what you're doing. I love how you divert it back. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I had to have a pegboard. I was like, yeah, every good sewer has a pegboard or two. Um, so I knew that that was um, going to happen. And then I, I knew that I would, I had a few of the hanging mannequins. And so I was like, oh, yeah, they'll fit in the closet when I'm not using them. But I had bought one of those hospital stands. I'm not sure what you call them. They're the, the where you hang the IV bag on. Yes, yes, yes. I, I know. I know exactly. It's something for the IV drip. I don't, yes. It's some kind of stand. Are you using that for your iron? For your gravity feed iron? What are you using it for? No, that's so funny. No, I'm using it to, for my hanging mannequins. Whoa. Yeah. And that's what I use, like, cause and when they're not in the closet, I can hang them on that stand to take pictures or to even look at something that I'm making. I don't have a formal dress form, which is my goal. I want to get one. So I'm using kind of mannequins to like, look at items that I'm working on or, um, to pose them for pictures. And yeah. Before I could get in that room, it, you should, I had stuff everywhere, Lisa. I mean, I had stuff in the uh, den, in the living room. I was taking pictures by the window in the kitchen. It, it, everything was all over the house before I could get in that room. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I, th- that makes sense because, you know, sewing stuff just proliferates, you know. Yes. You get the pegboard and then you hang some patterns on it and then you got your scissors and then you've got like, oh, well, I need to have the paper scissors and mm-hmm. the fabric scissors. I need to have a rotary cutter. I need yes. to have I need to have the paper rotary cutter. I mean, it's just like it's very easy to um, have stuff just kind of multiply on you. Yes. And so and it spreads out. It can totally spread out. And I just didn't know, you know, I was so glad to get back in there that I had to come up with something. And then I kept trying to figure out where, where would I put fabric? Like I had a few of those pullout bins, the three, the ones that stack on top of each other, but they're three. So I had a few of those. So I went and bought like a bunch more. Well, not a bunch. I have seven total. So I went Mm -hmm. and bought those. And then I said, okay, that's going to be kind of like my drawer system for fabric. Then I said, what can I put patterns in? Because I wanted the, the Ikea desk that I think Brittany Jones uses. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I forgot what that's called. It is a nice one. It's white and it has kind of shallow drawers Mm -hmm. or shallow dips for the handles. Yes, Yes, that's true. 
And I said, man, I, but I did not want to pay that price for it. So I said, no. And it really wasn't going to fit in that space. Uh, it, it was going to be way too big. So, and I wanted everything in one area. So I said, okay, well, what's next? Then I said, oh, a file cabinet. I could get a file cabinet. So then it was this hunt for searching for a big file cabinet that would house all the patterns. And um, I ended up buying a file cabinet, but then a friend of my husband said he had two in his garage that he wasn't even using and that he was going to give to us and he'd bring them to us. Uh, Yes, please. (laughs) Thank you. Exactly. (laughs) So then I took the one back that I bought um, that I paid almost $200 for. Good night. (laughs) Yes. For a file cabinet. Yeah. And it was used. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So was said, it one of those, um, about the file cabinet, was it one of those super sturdy ones, like the kind they have in doctor's offices? Because yeah. that's, because I mean, I feel like we bought a file cabinet recently from Staples to hold our, um, you know, just household materials and stuff. And within a month, the top shelf the top drawer had collapsed into the bottom drawer Oh wow! and the whole thing was just garbage. And they were like, well, did you buy a, a protection plan? And I'm like, for a $50 file cabinet, who is buying a protection plan for a file cabinet? Yes. Why are you making such trash file cabinets that fall apart after, you know, less than a month of use? Yeah. So, the file cabinet is supposed to hold files that are heavy. Yes. Yeah. Except for this one, which absolutely did not. And so we ended up going to a surplus store. I work at a university. My husband does too. And so they had, cause I was like, I know good and well, doctor's offices, lawyer's mm-hmm. offices are not buying their, their file cabinets from office supply stores. That's just not possible because no. these things are so flimsy. So we did end up finding one, um, for like a ridiculously low price that was so heavy that it took my husband and my son to get it down the stairs. I think they must've put concrete blocks in the bottom. I don't know what they did, but that junk was heavy and we're going to have to like, it's going to stay. If we ever move out of this house, that file cabinet is going to stay right here. Um, (laughs) Because nobody wants to move it, but it's, it's good and it's reliable. And I bet if we, if it was not surplus property, we would have paid like the $200, you know oh, what I wow. mean? That yeah. you had, that you had paid. Well, but so mine, you had to... was, mine was not that heavy. It was heavy, but it wasn't that heavy. Wow. Um, and it did come from a surplus store. Um, and it was still so expensive. I'm yeah. telling you, I, yeah. I, I've been recommending to people to check their different universities because mo- if your university is a state university, they have um, they have to somehow liquidate those things, oh, and wow. so they okay. they keep a they keep a surplus warehouse of all kinds of stuff. We got that file cabinet, maybe thirty dollars. I'm sure it wasn't that much more than that. And they had tons of them because offices move or they outgrow them or they want something different, but it's not, but the quality is always going to be, at least it's, it's very sturdy, reliable type stuff. And they have all kinds of stuff. And if you're lucky and if your university has like a drama department where they teach sewing, Mm. when they get rid of the sewing machines and sewing stuff, you can buy those at surplus too. I have not had that luck yet. Um, I have not gotten luck lucky to find a surplus sewing machine from um, our drama department or our costuming department, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep my eyes peeled. Yeah. So you were saying you, you returned the $200 file cabinet for your patterns and you got gifted two really good ones. Yes. And, and the, the ones that he had were exactly like the one that I bought. 
they were um, just black, which it didn't matter because I was going to paint them pink to match the room. So it didn't yes, matter. Yes, I saw all. that. I was like, he had pink file cabinets? What no. a coincidence. <laughs> no, they were black. And um, it was so funny because I, I had searched high and low before I spent the $200 for that one because I didn't want to, but I was like, it was the one I wanted. It was the long one. It wasn't the wide, but it was the drawers. They came out really long. They were long. So it was, uh, the depth of it was, uh, right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, that is excellent. So now you've got your file cabinets, you've got your file cabinets painted. They are coordinated. Your room is looking good. Your next step is to deal with those patterns. So we're going to take a quick break y'all. And when we come back, we're going to find out how, um, Z Henry 88 was able to organize her patterns in her newly freshly painted sewing room and sewing pattern cabinet. So stay tuned. Here at Stitch Please, the official podcast of Black Women Stitch, we talk a lot about sewing. But if you want to see and not just hear about some of the things we've been discussing, feel free to join us on the socials. You can find us at Stitch Please on Facebook, and you can also find us on Instagram at Black Women Stitch. You can find photos of projects that we've been working on, really interesting social commentary, and on Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can join Black Women Stitch for a live Instagram chat. Again, that's every Thursday at 3 p.m. So find us on the socials, follow up with us. We are happy to hear your direct All messages. Right, so you can reach out back, to y'all. us Thanks at the so Black Women Stitch to the Stitch page Please podcast, on Instagram. The official podcast and we'll help you get your Stitch together. Stitch. And we are talking today with Zena Henry about pattern organization. And Zena decided on Trello. And so we're going to talk about that. And so, Zena, can you tell me why you think pattern organization is important? Oh, wow. I can probably name a billion reasons why. I, first of all, I have a ton of patterns, probably well over 200. And every time I would go to get a new pattern or if I was just out and I happen to be in a pattern store or a store where they sold patterns, I would see something and I'd go, oh, I like that pattern. And then I couldn't remember if I bought the pattern before or if I had it. And so a lot of times I would buy duplicates of patterns because I didn't know if I already had that pattern. And I'd get home and then I'd go, oh, I got two of these or three of these. And so I'd end up giving one away to my mom or somebody um, or just keeping them. Just think I'd say, okay, well, this one will be the one I I cut up or if if something happens to it, you know, or whatever. Um, But I feel like it type of system for me, I, I'm an organized person. I have to be organized. I'm the same. I'm the same. Like a lot of, a lot of clutter, a lot of mess. It just really, it just gives me a headache. It's just like, I, I get overwhelmed. I'm like, I can't, I can't concentrate. No, you can't function. So, um, so I needed something and I tried a couple of other things. I tried Airtable, um, which 
I feel like mm-hmm. maybe a lot of people like yeah, Airtable. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Airtable. I am, I am a big fan of Airtable. Oh, so tell me what you didn't like about Airtable, because I think, you know, it, this is why I'm doing the series is because I would love to know what, I think anything that anybody is enthusiastic about, that's what I want to hear about. If you are enthusiastic about your system and it's helping you manage um, acquiring patterns and finding them, that's what I want to know. So tell me about why Airtable didn't work for you. And it it has been a very long time since I've tried it, Lisa. So I could be mm-hmm. off a little. For me, it was the learning curve. I and that's really kind of sad for me to say because I feel like I'm really technologically sound. I know technology, but I feel like when I tried to use Airtable, mm-hmm. I just felt like it was tedious. Which is funny. Trello probably is very similar to Airtable now that I've used Trello. But I'm thinking that maybe time that I tried to use Airtable, I just maybe I don't know. I didn't have patience for it. No, but that's no that's idea. good because you <laughs> a, a system isn't gonna work if you don't use it. You know what I mean? Like so it doesn't matter if everybody loves it. If it doesn't work for you, it's not gonna help you get your patterns organized. Yeah, exactly. It did. I think I uploaded two patterns and I still have it on my phone. I looked at them the other day and I have two patterns uploaded and I don't know why I didn't do anything else. I think it was just, the, I couldn't learning curve. I couldn't figure it out or I just didn't take the time to figure it out. Um, and then I also was, I thought about Google sheet, which would just be me going in and creating like a uh, Excel file, uploading the patterns, the numbers, but I wouldn't have pictures of the pattern. Right. So that wasn't going to work because. Yes. Yes. And for me, I I think maybe the same way you feel about um, Airtable is a little bit how I feel about Google Sheets. Google Sheets I can do. But when you mention the word Microsoft Excel to me, my eyes automatically, my eyes instantly glaze over. (laughs) My sister has been trying to tell me for more than 20 years how an Excel spreadsheet works. And she's like, Lisa, you just put your stuff here in the tabs and then you press this button and then it'll calculate it. And I'm like, you sound like the one you sound like the adults on a Charlie Brown cartoon. You know how like when adults are talking to the kids, it's like wah 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 wah. That's exactly it's like Microsoft Excel, wah 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 wah. Wop, 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 columns A, B, wop, 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 wop. I'm like, no, no, you can just, you can just stop talking right now because I have no idea what the words you are saying mean. And I, I know what words mean, but everything you're saying to me is incomprehensible. So I'm telling you, Microsoft Excel will trigger me so fast. It's like, no, it's like, it's like being thrown back into like seventh grade algebra again. I just get all like discombobulated and confused. So I, it has to work for you. So tell me what, tell me how, when you sit down to access Trello, well, tell me how it works. Is this, um, is it a program that you download from the internet? Is it, is it an app? Is it free? Is it paid? Like, how does that work? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, all of those. So it, it, there is an app for Trello and there's also a web-based um, internet program or link that you can go to. It is free. And 
it basically, I feel like it works similar to Airtable. Basically, you upload your pitch or your um, attachment, whatever you're going to upload. You also put in the pattern number. Sorry, let me start from the beginning. So Trello has okay. boards, what they call boards. And each of those boards can be whatever you want them to be. They can be patterns. For me, my three boards are patterns, fabric, Oh, excellent. And so you've, used, you've expanded the pattern organization mm-hmm. feature to include other aspects of your sewing. So it's really like a holistic approach. That's really cool. Exactly. And so in each board, when you go into each board, there is, there's, you can create several lists and each list can house what they call cards. And so for my pattern list my, or my pattern board, my list includes from, of course, Vogue, Butterick, McCall's, you know, the names of your patterns. And for each of those lists, I have all of my Vogue, um, or Vogue list, however that pattern number is 1283 or whatever, 1215 pattern number, you can upload a picture of the pattern. You can also put labels and the labels can be anything that you want them to be. So my labels are things like dresses. And so when I look at a pattern, pants and a shirt in it, have the skirt label, the top label and the pant label, which will pull up any number that's in. I want to search for just say, I want to make Mm-hmm. Uh, top, but uh, tops. I also search for formal wear, and it'll pull up all the mm, yeah, patterns yes. that I've labeled formal wear. So for me, that's so handy when um, not only when I'm shopping for a pattern, pattern to check really quick to see if I already have the pattern, or if I need to search uh, to see what a pattern looks like. Sometimes I've attached the back of the pattern. So that's optional. You can attach more than one picture or more than one attachment in Trello for each card. Um, so say I wanted to attach the front of the pattern, the back and the pattern art. I can okay. do, or you can do as much, as many attachments as you want in each card. And so it's helpful when I'm shopping for a pattern, if I can check really quick to see if I already have it or to check to see if I'm searching for fabric to see if I, how much fabric I need, if I've inputted the back of the pattern or to see if, you know, this pattern is something that I'm thinking about making, maybe what fabric would go well with it. So if I'm search, if I'm looking for fabric, it's also helpful if I'm looking to figure out what I'm going to make. If I say I'm just going to make a pants or a jumpsuit or whatever, I can search by label and it can pull up all of the pants patterns or all of the shirt patterns. And I can say, oh, these are my options. Let me think about what I'm going to make today or this week. That is excellent. I really like that. I like the way that you can pull up. I like the idea of by creating so many different labels, it allows you to somehow use all of your patterns more fully. So by that, I mean, you know, that there's all these patterns that might have like a workday wardrobe. I think Uh Butterick does stuff like that. And so it comes with a jacket and a shell and pants. And so you can break all of that up and say, okay, I have a pattern for a shell, 
that's not going to be a shell just by itself, but it's a shell that goes with the jacket from this combo, but you can just pull that out by itself. That is really neat. And I also like how you can have a variety of attachments for the patterns because for me, having the information on the back of the pattern envelope Mm -hmm. is so critical because that's where you get your fabric yardage. That's where you get what notions you need. Um, All of that description is already there. And so that's really neat to be able to pull that up. Now, are there any limitations on how many entries you can have for Trello in the free version? I have not found that yet. And so I was thinking that it would cap off at some point when I, and I'm constantly adding patterns. I just bought four patterns the other day from Etsy. And so I was thinking that it's going to cap out for me, but it has not yet. And I really wish that I could tell you exactly how many are stored. Um, That's probably something that I just need to research on how to figure out how many cards I have which it should tell me how many cards, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. period. But I'm sure that I just haven't figured that out yet. But I know it has not stopped me yet. That's awesome. So you said you already, you know, you have over 200 and those 200 are in there. Mm -hmm. Not like they're stopping you at 25 and then you have to start paying or something like that. So that's pretty good. Let me ask about, can you use it across different platforms? Does it sync up? So if you have an I, a, your phone and then an iPad and then a laptop, do all of these things communicate with each other? Yes. It is one email address that you're putting in and you log in. You can log into all of those devices and it will sync through all those devices. And so when you go to the store, say you go to the fabric store and you are trying to think about something you want to make, do you bring your phone? Do you access Trello while you're there? Do you look at the the, the fabric that's there and say, oh, I think I might want to get this piece instead of like sitting down to flip through the pattern book at the store? Do you pull out your Trello and kind of flip through that? Yes, all the time. And I have something else. I have a note section that's just in, I have an iPhone. So just in the note section of my iPhone, where if I'm at home and I happen to see a pattern that I want or that something sparks my interest or if new patterns come out, I write those numbers. I have a list. So that list just, for me, just lets me know these are the things that I want. And I also make sure that I don't already have them. So when I get to the store, I'm looking at my list and then I'm also comparing it with Trello. So I'm looking kind of at both of them. And Trello is for me is like when I'm getting them, I'm like, okay, these are the things that I'm going to input, especially after I first bought a pattern. These are the patterns that I need to input into Trello either while I'm at the store or as soon as I get home or as soon as I get in the car. But yeah, I reference Trello. My phone is right beside me while I'm at the pattern station, usually when I'm at a pattern store. That's fantastic because I could definitely see how it save you money. Like I know I... I have, I, had, I buy duplicates because I, I just remind myself, I'm like, oh, well, I guess I really like this style because I bought this pattern three times. <laughs> um, so I think that even just saving you the, the money of buying duplicates, you know, this is also really helpful. Would you say that this, um, that Trello, that this system is equally helpful for someone just starting out their pattern collection as it is someone who's already established with 200 patterns? Yes, I would definitely say that. I would say if you, even if you have 20 patterns uh, at the 
there, even if it was less than that, you can always start this because I feel like someone who's just starting out, this is just the beginning of you getting patterns and you're starting to collect the ones that you love. This is a great way to see everything that you have. This is a great way to plan what you're about to sew. It's a great way to make sure you're not buying duplicates of patterns. It's a great way to organize your patterns, to look at, have something to reference, to look at the back of the pattern, to be able to see the line art if you want to draw uh, or even see what this pattern is possibly going to look like in the fabric that you're thinking about. This is a an awesome, I love Trello and I don't, I just kind of in my search for looking for something this was the one that stuck with me. That, it sounds like you really are getting a lot of great use out of it. And I just want to like remind folks that this is also free. Like yeah. that is mm-hmm. that that's just one of the things that um, I find really, you know, that that's also a great draw. Um, for that. And I also love how it's cloud-based and how the the information can sync up across devices because, you know, you could put something in on your laptop, you can put something in with an iPad, you could put something in on the phone, on the go really easily, and all of it goes to the same place. Um, and I, yeah. I just keep thinking about folks who are just getting started. It is nice to be able to start small and to start gradually instead of, um, which is what you did and what I did, which was like, like, okay, I have to sit down with all these patterns now mm-hmm. and input all this information. And that definitely is um, very challenging. And the only, it is. Yeah. And time consuming. So time consuming. The only reason I'm going to talk about this because I'm going to do an episode about Airtable and my own organization system. The only reason I was able to do what I was able to do was because I was able to hire high school students to come and help me. Um, I remember you saying and that. And it made all, I paid them and I gave them cookies and <laughs> they took stacks and stacks of patterns and made them work. And that's the only reason that I even have a top drawer of my cabinet done. Um, because if I had to do it all on my own, starting out with the number that I had, it would be mm-hmm. too just too overwhelming. So, and yeah, so that I'm really glad that, that, that Trello has worked so well for you. I mean, I could tell that you really loved it and that it had such good usefulness for you. And so I'm so glad we're going to talk to you today about it. Anything else you want us to know about Trello before we conclude? Yes. Yes, I do. Cause I think not just for, I know we're talking about patterns, but even with my fabric board, I'm able to go, which took, that was kind of time consuming too, to get, take a picture of every piece of fabric that I have and be able to put that in that fabric board for those different sections. So I have a section for velvet, for cotton, for uh, ITY knit, for tool for whatever. And then to be able to have a picture of what that fabric looks like and how many yards I have of that fabric. Um, and then the labels in there are things like yes. for me, that's, it's what's important, like non-stretch two-way stretch or four-way stretch. And so your labels can be whatever. And so I think Trello can be used for several different things for organization and in your sewing room. I think you're right. And I really do love that. The way that you were able to say that, okay, so Trello organizes my patterns. I got about 200 patterns in there now. Plus I can organize my fabric collection 
Plus, I can organize my makes because I'm already taking pictures of my outfits so I can put the pictures of me wearing my stuff in the actual Trello, you know? And so that is also, that's that's an additional layer of benefit that I think is really great. Yes, I love oh, it. Oh, I'm so glad. Zena, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today about Trello and pattern organizing, as well as a more comprehensive approach to sewing organization in general. Um, where can people find you on the socials? I want to make sure that we include um, that information in the show notes so people can find you. Because the Z Henry 88 is actually the beginning of my email address. And so when you know, everybody now has a name for Instagram, which is their brand. I never changed the name because when I first started with Instagram, it just, it was my email address. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, so for me, sewing is strictly a hobby. I love it. But yeah, ZHenry88 on Instagram. And I use the hashtag Zena is sewing because it's easy for me to keep all of my makes in one place if everyone just wanted to see things that are only dealing with sewing since I don't have a brand name. Um, so hashtag Zena, Z-I-N-A-I-S-S-E-W-I-N-G. Zena is sewing. I will be sure to include that in the show notes. And thank you again. You have been listening to the Stitch Please podcast. We are talking about pattern organization with Zena Henry, who loves Trello. So please listen and think about what what Zena has told us about Trello and see if it's right for you. Thanks so much, y'all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Stitch Please podcast, the official podcast of Black Women's Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. There are a variety of ways that you can support the program, and you're doing it right now. By listening to the, pro- by listening to the podcast, it does help us grow. Another way to do that is to rate the podcast, review it, subscribe to it. All of these things are ways that you can support the podcast without having to spend any money at all. If you would like to spend some money to support us, there are ways to do that as well. You can make direct donations to our Patreon site for monthly contributions, as well as one-time contributions to PayPal, Cash App, or Venmo. And finally, we have another cute, very adorable way for you to support the Black Women's Stitch Project. It's a pin, a P-I-N enamel lapel pin that's very cute. It's about two inches wide and one and a half inch tall, and it's of the Black Women's Stitch logo. And that is $15 with free shipping to the U.S. And so if you drop $15 in the PayPal, Venmo, or Cash App accounts, and then send me your email, no, not email, you send me your mailing address to my email either at blackwomenstitch at gmail.com or you send me a direct message on the Black Women's Stitch Instagram page, we will put the pin in the mail to you. Um, again, free shipping, $15 for the pin, and all of this goes to support the Black Women's Stitch Project. Thank you again for joining us this week. Come back next week and we will help you get your stitch together. <laughs>